0: Welcome to the Salted Carmel podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church. We are here to share and listen to faith stories of our parishioners and help others be more comfortable in sharing their stories with each other. With me is my ever evangelizing friend and co-host, David Cook, the stewardship director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. David, who are our guests today? Our guests
1: today are Bill and Chris Busick. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Great. We have another married couple. We're trying to set a precedent, see if Mm -hmm. people are more comfortable Mm -hmm. talking with each other. Yeah. Second one, we'll see how it goes. So are you guys nervous at all or? Not a bit. Not a <laughs> bit?
2: <laughs> right, maybe a little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, go on. Tell us about yourselves, your family, and your involvement with the, the parish. Sure. Well,
3: we've been married for 36 years. We actually got married 36 years ago at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Right? So nice. Then we moved around the country a little bit and in the process have had four children, ages 31 to 17. Mm-hmm. Right wow. Now. So that's kept mm-hmm. us busy. and We've been back in... The Carmel area since, uh, gosh, we were we were gone for about twelve years, and then we came back in ninety uh, six.
1: Mm-hmm. So we've been back for quite a while. Nice, nice. What are some things you guys like to do at Our Lady? Our favorite things about Our Lady. Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: Well, the people, of course. What'd you say? The people.
1: People. I think peep- she said
2: paintball. I was like, is there something I'm missing? club <laughs> here <a> <laughs> no I, I know. <laughs> Actually, our son played a lot of paintball. Yeah. But no, that, uh, the people. The, the people. I love the people. Um, and I think, of, of course, adoration and we've done some Bible studies and just oh, nice. really been fortunate to meet some amazing friends through Our Lady.
3: Man, yeah, back in my earlier days, I coached a lot of the Football and basketball teams at our 80s, so that was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: always fun. And Chris, tell our listeners, well, really both of you Mm -hmm. were the founders of a ministry as well, too. Tell our listeners about that.
2: Okay. So um, back in really 2005, um, we started a home for women in crisis pregnancies and their children and um, started off with a fixer-upper and opened our doors in June of 2005. And we help women in crisis pregnancies and their children. And now we, um, fast forward, it's been 17 years, really, since mm-hmm. um, the idea came to us through a vision. Another parishioner, Colleen Dulac, a friend of mine. Um, so we've been in ministry um, for 16 years.
3: Mm-hmm. We should tell people what the name of it is.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, <laughs> The O'Connor House. The O'Connor so House. we helped start The O'Connor All right. House. And what
3: yeah. I was just going to say, I think Sorry, we're... Percent. How many mothers and children have we helped so far? It's over
1: 400, I believe. Yeah,
2: 460, wow. like I yeah.
1: think now. Praise God. Yeah. What was the, mm. the catalyst for it all?
2: Well, really, it was, um, I like to say, a series of miracles, but... Uh, a friend of of mine who I really didn't know very well at all. Her name is Colleen Dulac. She was a single mom, and she went for the March for Life um, to the March for Life in Washington D.C. And while she was there, she went to the Basilica there the Immaculate Conception Basilica, and she said she heard a homily, and the God spoke straight to her heart that um, she was supposed to start a home for women in crisis pregnancies back in Carmel, Indiana. And she was like, "Are you sure you're talking to me, Lord?" Like I. I'm a single mom. I have no money. And mm-hmm. anyway, she just it just lit a fire under her um mm-hmm. her heart. And so she came back and she started selling rosary bracelets, making rosary bracelets like this one I have on. And um I like to say I was a listener. We had three kids at the time, and I had begun praying at the Adoration Chapel. It just started really maybe a few months before. And I just heard a call to say yes. And and that's really how it began. It was really her vision. Mm-hmm and i listened and said yes and and that's how it it began
3: yeah and then she told me that her yes was my yes (laughs) (laughs) usually how it works yeah Yeah. no we uh i can still remember the uh, the kitchen table when you said hey we're thinking about starting this thing Mm -hmm. and here's what it is and well, there we went from
0: there. Yeah. yeah wow. I love it. And it is, um, you know, really been, although separate from Our Lady of Mount Carmel, yeah. a lot of parishioners and people from mm-hmm. the parish have been involved, including myself at the yeah. O'Connor House as well, too, but been a, a beautiful ministry for us. So. so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So rewinding a little bit, can you tell us about your early uh, early lives in, in your faith, you know, did you grow up Catholic? How, what What led you to where you are now?
3: We've got a different story there, yeah. each of us. So, oh. yeah, I, I grew up, I'm not, I did not grow up Catholic, and Chris can tell her story, but she was a cr- cradle Catholic. So I, <clears throat> my story, uh, I grew up always going to church. We were Presbyterian and Methodist uh, in my early years, and then went to college and, and met Chris, and one thing led to another, and and uh, and we decided that we would get married. And then Chris's mom suggested slash you with know, a shotgun said, "For you're going to a crucial weekend."
1: Oh. And so
3: uh, that really started. You know, I took the classes so that we could get married in the Catholic Church and so forth. But I'd say that weekend was very formative because what I saw was you know, and I was in my 20s, obviously, but I saw people now that were my age and in their 40s that I respected, and, and we were singing songs and praying, I and mean, I we had I'd never done that much for three days, so that, that was a very pivotal time in my faith life, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: And I would say, yes, I was a creative Catholic, Irish Catholic family from Chicago. We moved here when I was 14, and my mom, like, really I would say would caught the fire she was like a what you really call it but it's more like
1: evangelistic
2: well she was but it was I'm trying to think of the word. But anyway, she was just like on fire for Jesus. And and that didn't happen really until we moved here and she got involved with Our Lady. And uh-huh. so as a teenager, I was kind of like, wow, this is kind of weird. Like, mom's like gone off the deep end. And mm-hmm. um, I assume
1: she went on a Crusoe weekend. She went
2: on, I think oh, she did Christ Renew. So she Christ. was like one of the she first. She was
1: the first uh, Christ Renew team. No yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. She wow. was certain, the thir- team number one.
3: Okay.
2: And, um, but she always had a faith, very strong faith. But then it kind of, Went into just filled filled with the Holy Spirit, I would say. So as kids, we were all kind of like, "Wow, Mom's really, you know, really really into the faith." Thing. <laughs> and we'd be like, "Hey, we need a pair of shoes," and she'd be like, "Let's pray about that." And we'd oh. be like pray about it. Like, no, we just, you know. So so that kind of shifted, and I remember that being a big influence in my life. And we prayed about a lot of things that maybe we didn't do before moving, moving here. And my we had some struggles and different difficulties. And she always was like, "Praise the Lord," and and really showed us. Kind of how to overcome adversity through prayer and praise so that was a big part of my formation and we always went to church um there was no question about that on Sunday but um and then when I met bill he converted and then we got married and I would say we were nominal like Catholics at that point mm-hmm. um I would say for me the shift happened um, as I had children when, when mm-hmm. Taylor was our first Born was baptized, and then I was like, why? You know, I got involved with, like, mm-hmm. thinking about
1: yeah, why are we doing that.
2: that. And then it just kind of – so it was not – I wouldn't say it was, like, a moment where I had, like, a, a, a conversion. It wasn't a lightning bolt. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, but it just gradually became stronger and stronger. Yeah.
1: yeah. Nice. Think. Yeah. Nice. That seems – so you would say, for CEO weekend, you would say gradual mm-hmm. change. Well, or
3: would you say a week, that weekend was really – Immersive learning, I guess, okay. is the best way to yeah. put it. It was like I didn't know much about it. I uh-huh. was, yes, of course, her family was very Catholic, so <laughs> it was clear to me that yeah, I, I was going it. to convert yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to remain in good graces with the family. And so that was really my first uh, true immersion into the into the Catholic faith, I yeah.
1: would say. And, but, but I think I
2: would, we also talked about like. You wanted we wanted to raise. There's the part in the yeah. marriage vows where it talks about raising your children, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in the faith. And and you were like, well, I was just...
3: very open. to, yeah. we, we for mm-hmm. sure wanted mm-hmm. to be on the same page, nice. um, for sure. So that's yeah, you know, that was the real impetus to do it. But I would say, sure, for those those first five married years before we had children, we you know we would go to non-Catholic churches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We moved around quite a bit. We lived mm-hmm. in South Bend, Minneapolis, and Dallas in mm-hmm. a period of about eight years, so a lot of a lot of changing of mm-hmm. you know, of, of scenery it out. and what churches and yeah. and I would I would agree that the kids really, I think the the coming of children really started the the journey mm-hmm. so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you, I was gonna say, if you had to put a, a finger on it, what mm-hmm. what is it about children that make you want to take your own faith seriously?
3: It's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I can say. You, you watch the birth of a child, and you're like, okay, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. I would say. Okay.
0: Yeah. And what are your lives like in Christ now?
2: Well, um, I mean, that's a journey. Like I said, we've, I, I feel like, I think I wrote down at one point when I was thinking about these questions, that Jesus is my friend now. You know, I really feel like I talk to him a lot, and he accompanies me with, like, everything. and. And I ask him to to be a part of almost everything. You know, when I remember, sometimes I get stressed about things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, come on. You know, (laughs) I need to. But so, um, you know, I think it's just more of a – it's just more organic and not – like I don't really think about it as much anymore.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But also, he changed my heart. He changed my life. And – especially through the O'Connor house. Cause that's you know, once you, <laughs> you're in ministry for a long time, you recognize it's really not about you. It's really God that does mm. all the work and he brings the right people. And you mm. you be, you understand, or at least I did my weaknesses and what I wasn't good at. And he would just bring people to help me. So I think it's through people that I really recognized um, Jesus presence in my life.
3: Right? Yes. I would, I would agree with, with, that too. So mm-hmm. through the journey, obviously starting the O'Connor house and being so involved in that, um, I also got involved with a, a group called Samaritan's Feet mm-hmm. through a mission. Uh, my second son and I went to, uh, Is it Manny, Manny, Manny. Yes. Yeah. Manny's, he's, a stud. he's, he's awesome. Um, I yes. visited him in, uh, North Carolina and in Charlotte, but he's a great guy. And, and my son and I went to the Dominican mm-hmm. before he started college. And, you know, so the O'Connor house and some mission work, it just, it just, it just you know, brings you much, much closer. I think it, it's a, I think it's the selflessness, right? Of Amen. doing, yeah. doing something else and, and, and seeing those kids in the Dominican literally without clothes on mm-hmm. and they're just as happy as can be. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's just a miracle.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Wow. I'm already seeing the theme of, uh. You know, God's pulling you guys out of each other or out mm. of yourselves by mm. first kids, then the O'Connor house, then mission. You know, it's yeah. like that's, it's literally it's kind of annoying how he always wants more. Like, <laughs> yes, come on, God, I what's want to next? go back to myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's but I mean, he's just so like, true. You think you're going to be tired just continually give of yourself, but you're not. You're yeah. just you're more fulfilled. Yes, yeah. true, mm-hmm.
3: right. And we, we you know, the O'Connor House has really shown us that because mm-hmm. you look at some of the the mothers that have come and the stories that they've gone through. It really makes you appreciate what you have mm-hmm. in your parents and mm-hmm. your faith. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, going to the Dominican was the same thing. It mm-hmm. was just it's amazing uh, how fortunate you are and, and you really see that right away. Mm-hmm.
1: So
0: true. So God has given each of us unique gifts, uh, specifically of evangelization. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some of the gifts he has given you uh, now or over the years?
3: Hmm. you want to start with that one?
0: Well, for me, I, it has to
2: be faith. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, I really believe what the church teaches. And I believe, I mean, I just know in my heart it's true. So... Um, I I guess that emboldens me to do the work that I do because I, I believe that you know that life on Earth isn't all there is you know we're really shooting for eternity and and we want to bring as many people to heaven with us so I would say that um, that has allowed me maybe to speak truth and even you know when it's hard or to be joyful or choose joy even when. It's not easy, and um, because we're just here for a little while, and and so I got—I guess for me now, I understand—or I, not that I understand, but that I'm beginning to really understand or believe that um, that what God is calling us to is so much greater than ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so much bigger, and I look forward to seeing all the people in heaven that have gone before me and all those that I love Mm -hmm. today that and I want them to be with me. Are um, with us in heaven.
3: Yeah. Uh, gifts. Well, she's one. Uh. <laughs> I would say she, you know, she's much more faithful than I am. So she's pulling me along. Mm. And that's truly a gift. Um, and then the second thing is probably just the, um, I started my own company about 13 years ago. So it, it puts you in a unique position when you're in the leadership role of a, of an organization and just to not to necessarily evangelize, but to exemplify,
1: mm-hmm. you know, the
3: Christian ideals and so mm-hmm. forth. So that's been a lot of fun. People come into my office all the time and there's a big statue of not big, but statue of St. Joseph right behind my desk. Uh-huh. So they know, uh-huh. if, you know, people ask and you, you yeah. get a chance to talk about that and so forth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we really, we try and, uh, Embody a lot of the values and the people we hire and so forth that are that are very similar to uh,
1: to our faith nice. beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's vital. Honestly, uh, we like to say we're grateful no matter what at mm-hmm. our Lady yeah. of Carmel. Mm-hmm. What are some I things? I see the the bumpers. <laughs> <different>. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you see more of them. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. What are you guys grateful for?
3: Gosh, everything. Like I said, uh, I got really lucky on uh, on my bride. Yeah. And then uh, just really all the—I've uh, been very fortunate throughout my life. Um, and that's, I guess, just in new jobs or new cities we lived mm-hmm. in and, and great friends that we met. And, and the older you get, I think, uh, at least that I've seen, is— You know, relationships and experiences are are so important as opposed to a new car or Mm. a new house. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one thing I'm I'm really trying to focus on here in the in the last third of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm that close, but (laughs) um, certainly two thirds are about gone. So uh, that's that's I think what I'm most grateful for.
2: Yeah. Well, same. I mean, grateful for my family and. And and for you too, because you're he's more the rock, like the stable person and, and I'm always more um emotional about things and so we're we're a good team. Yeah. Yes. And also even during some hard times um during when we the O'Connor house, uh, I lost my mom, dad and brother all in a two month period and he kind of carried in that at that time that was 2010 I wasn't sure I wanted to continue the work at the O'Connor house and Bill was board president at the time and really kept that going and um even applied for a grant with the board that allowed us to build our new home which is was really a miraculous and we like to say we live foolishly at the O'Connor house and um and so he was able to really keep all the balls in the air and so I'm so grateful for that too
3: I can juggle
2: <laughs> <laughs> he actually can and I mean so many things I, you know I love that bumper sticker because it reminds me sometimes it really does like I'll be like yeah I need to be grateful and I mean the Eucharist teaches us, us that too right mm-hmm. Thanksgiving my mom was the most thankful person I've ever known like just grateful yeah. for everything and, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not always that way so um, that bumper sticker is good. is a good reminder like you know we have so much to be thankful for here in our
1: in our country and yep.
0: in our parish.
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: So, how are both of you becoming a better disciple, or as we like to say, how are you staying salty in your faith?
3: Salty. <laughs> it's a that's a great question. I, you know, I think the O'Connor house has given us a a platform, really to meet and help so many different people. Mm. Uh, That would certainly be one of the ways is just through that mission and, and, and all the people that we touch through that mission, whether it be volunteers or uh, people that work at the house, the moms, the kids, the the donors. I mean, it's, that's been very incredible to exemplify that. And then, as I said before, it's, it's unique to have the opportunity. I've got about 60 employees and just to know that you know you can carry yourself, act, talk, all mm. those things mm. and affect that many people, I think is, mm. uh, is, is 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 I would say how I do it.
2: Mm-hmm. I think and Bill often or has hired some of the the moms from the O'Connor yeah. house and mm-hmm. some really amazing stories there. So I think um, that too, I think it's just really a beautiful full circle, when they they can leave and then actually
1: mm-hmm.
2: have a good job and yeah.
0: continue the love.
3: I don't know if that makes us salty or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, think
0: it, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. Perfect. And if our listeners would like to learn more about the O'Connor House, you could go on to the website at the O'Connor House. That's O-C-O-N-N-O-R house.org. So.
1: Perfect. As always, we like to End with a call to action. I think the one thing coming through is going outside of yourself and giving to others. Someone in need, even just Mm -hmm. a family member, even just a a child especially. Um, Basically sacrificing for somebody else, as Mm -hmm. the Lord does all the time. Uh, So this week, how do we tangibly do that? What about doing a chore that you need to do that your spouse or your family member always does but you should do it for them. There's a very small tangible way to do that this week.
0: And would one of you like to end us with a prayer? Sure. Thank you,
2: Lord, for this for this time and for this day and we just praise you for um all the love and and um you've just showered us with so many gifts and we just ask you to be with us and fill our hearts with joy and help us to persevere till um till we see you. Again, ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you to Chris and Bill for joining us today and sharing your story. And for our listeners, stay salty.